But today, let's finish up Ephesians chapter 4. If you will, go to uh, verse 17. We'll pick up where we left off from a little bit ago. With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. So let's just stop there in verse 17. Paul says that if you're a follower of Jesus, you have been given the authority necessary to do what? Put it back up, fellas. You, you have the authority to do what? To live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Now, if you put the context of Gentiles then in the context of Gentiles today, which is how it's best understood when we read Scripture, understand the timing in which it was written and why it was written that way, now it makes sense for us here. So he is pointing out, Paul is pointing out the Gentiles, and he's actually pointing to two people by the time he gets to this, this letter. He's pointing to people that are not Jewish, but he's also pointing to people who have not come to faith in Christ yet. We, he lumps all of those into one group, and he says, you don't have to act like or live like folks that don't know Christ, for they're hopelessly confused. Now, you never really know it, and guys, just leave that for a minute. You, you never know that you're hopelessly confused until you recognize your life is falling apart. Are you with me? Like, when, when I do a funeral service, you get to see the best, and, and more often than not, you see the worst of a family. And chaos and confusion happens as a direct result because there is nothing that has grounded us individually and when we're not grounded individually, what happens is our relationship with those around us, they are not grounded, and we walk through life like Pigpen from Charlie Brown, and there's just this dust storm everywhere we go. There, there's this incredible chaos, there's incredible confusion, and our life is falling apart. Don't you know that there are folks around you, and if maybe be you, that would say, my life is just spinning out of control. Is that right? I mean, we know folks, and we want to help those folks. And I'll have folks come into my office for a session, and they'll say, Pastor Chuck, my life is just out of control. And, I, and the first question will be, let me ask you a question. Who controls your life? If it's out of control, who is controlling your life? Now, let me just stop and say, I am not qualified to speak on this subject because my life is often chaos and confusing. So please don't let, I'm not trying to tell you I got all my junk together and you don't. What I'm trying to say to you is I'm, I'm, I'm a fellow chaos and confusion person. But what I do know that is there is a place where there have been embedded marks of my feet into the solid concrete of trusting and knowing God is the solution because I don't have to act like I don't know Christ. I can no longer have to do so. Why? Because I'm not hopelessly confused anymore. I may be in chaos in a moment, but I can return back to home base. Well, I may be confused at times, but I can return back to home base. But if there's nothing that grounds us, if there's nothing to run home to, all we do is carry the chaos and the confusion with us as we go. And then he says, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against who? Him. You see, he's not saying that you've hardened your heart or your mind has been darkened because you, you have trusted the wrong person. It's that you haven't trusted him. 
The entire part of eliminating chaos and confusion is to be able to have a place that while that happens in our life, there is a foundation we can return to so we no longer have to act or react or speak or overreact than people who don't know Christ. As a follower of Jesus, you have the authority and the privilege to no longer do that. How? Because it is found in God alone. All we need and all we'll ever need. I mentioned a couple of times in a podcast this past week, and if you're not a subscriber already to our weekday podcast, it's five minutes a day, five days a week, weekdaypodcast.com, or it's on the, on the app. But here's what I found, that as a follower of Jesus, you have his authority. He has stamped the approval. He has certified you, and you now have the privilege to no longer have to live in a world full of chaos and confusion. You say to yourself, well, but Chuck, it's not, on, it's not me. I don't bring that to the party. Well, let me ask you a question. If you are doing what Paul is suggesting to us here, you are going to move on a continuum designed for you. So let's just say we step on this continuum, and you've heard me say this before, individuals stand on a continuum. Not couples, not families, not churches, not organizations. Individual people go from I know nothing about the Lord Jesus to I am all the way in heaven and I'm experiencing his home. And we tend to move to the right, to the right, to the right, to the right, because we're growing in Christ to be more like him. We don't have to stay there. What Paul is really trying to get us to understand is this. If you're moving in a continuum that goes from I know nothing about Jesus to I am now living with Jesus, this infinite possibility of growing, if you stop and you're settled, then you're not really going forward, but I'll promise you, you are going backward. Because you can't stay stagnant on, the, on this continuum of trying to grow to become more like Christ. Because if you sit still, then what will happen is you start going backward. It's like you're climbing a hill and you're so excited about climbing this hill. And about halfway up the hill you think, man, I am hungry. And my fingers, they're cold. And my ears, they're cold. And I should have brought gloves and I should have worn earmuffs. And, and the next thing you know, you look off to the distance and you see smoke coming out of the chimney of this lodge. And you can smell sausage and eggs and cheese grits. You've got that monkey bread with all that cinnamon gooey stuff in it. And you just want to sop it up with a big cup of coffee that tastes so good with a million pounds of sugar in it. And it's not going to hurt you. And you want to go in there and you sit down and it's like, I got to have me some of this. And you eat and you eat and you eat and you just lay down. And after you had all that, you thought a nap, just a little 20-minute power nap would be great. And so you lay down, you get your head on a pillow, and it's so comfy, man. It's just like, next thing you know, you are snoring. I mean, like maybe you're a rhythmic snorer. I don't know. There's some of people that can do that with rhythm. You know, it's like, you know, but then there's other people like me. It's like every now and then it's like, are you with me? And, and you fell asleep, but you didn't set an alarm. And the next thing you know, you're awakened by the people who have already gone to the top and they've come back to the middle and they open the door and they said, you wouldn't believe how beautiful it was. The sun had come up over the mountain and we got to see that and it was so fascinating. And, and you were sitting there, you were so comfortable. That, but what happened was you missed the intent of the journey. And you see, as we walk along this continuum, Paul makes this big, big deal to say, we need 
to grow because we need to grow healthy in love. Have you ever heard this described of a church or maybe even this church? You know, we're a mile, mile wide and an inch deep. Have you heard that? You ever heard that about churches or anything? You know, we're a mile wide and we're an inch deep. Okay, I, I want to in love say to you, that's not on me. That's on you. Paul's saying to you, grow up, get the word inside of you, get on that continuum, and then move right, and then move right, and then move right. And when you stop to catch a breath, step off for a second, get back on, and move right. Are you with me? And Paul is saying that this is how we do that. Now, listen to the rest of it. He says, not like the Gentiles do, their minds are full of darkness. What replaces darkness? Light. Where do we know true light comes from? It comes from the Lord. So when we let him take over the mind, we know that he wants our heart, our mind, our soul. How do we know that? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And he says, do this. When I get into your heart, I'm going to soften it so that you have a broken heart, not just for people around you, but you will have a broken heart for yourself, knowing that this is time to grow up and move to the right. And when you move to the right and you keep moving to the right, there are people kind of around you that are going to say, I don't like you anymore because you keep moving. And sometimes what you have to do is look back and say, but I get that. I understand. You're not with me. That's cool. Get back on the ride. Get back on the continuum because you don't have to come with me, but it is on you. Get back. And they may say, but I'm back there. That's fine. Get on the continuum. Get moving in the right direction. Well, what is the right direction? That we're growing to become more like Christ as he works within us. The last three weeks, we've said one big idea. You let Jesus get in the right priority of your life so you can love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. He will take over. It's not on you to try to change how you act. Because if you'll give him your heart, your mind, and your soul, you will change because he's in you. So you say, well, Chuck, I need radical change in my life. I know I do too. I do too. I mean, i got to be honest with you. This, this past week, it is brutal. Any of you guys have one of those weeks? It's just like, you know, I'm singing that song backstage, and I want to be able to stop in the middle of it and say like a friend told me this week, you know what? Lord, you did let me down. And I stepped off the continuum. And you say, Chuck, pastors are never supposed to admit that kind of stuff. I get it. I know. But then he says this one thing that changed my life. I grew up in a church, and, and my dad was a big cog in the synagogue, man. He, was a, he did it. I mean, sometimes he preached, he did the music all the time, and we helped plant churches. I mean, he just, my dad was a church dude, man. And, but what I learned about faith and, and what I learned about being a Baptist came with a bony finger of guilt, and, and it came with this. You're never enough. You're not good enough. You are not worthy of God's love. You need to get your act together. You need to walk like a Christian, talk like a Christian, drink like a Christian, act like a Christian, eat like a Christian, don't gossip like a Christian. And the problem was, I saw that we all did that stupid stuff. But I kept hearing about how I was so stinking guilty. But early in my 40s, I had this radical change that hit me between the eyes. 
Because it went from a faith that said, you're so stinking guilty, you're not good enough, to the realization that in Christ alone, I am more than enough. That with Christ alone, he offered everything I could ever hope or need. The problem is, I have to turn him loose. Which means I got to get on the continuum. I got to take another step. I got to take another step. And I got to take another step. Because taking that step gives me the opportunity to live healthy and in love together. In him, we have all we need. The Lord is my what? Shepherd. But the key word isn't shepherd. The key word is my. The Lord is my shepherd. And then right after that, you know where I really struggle in my faith? Right after that, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, want. I shall not. I want all the time, Lord. I want stuff. I want a better life. I want to be good. I want to be a good preacher. I want to lead a great church. I want people to like me. I want people that now don't like me to like me. I want all the time. Don't you? When I want more, it's because I stop believing he is my shepherd and that I'm not worthy of that. But according to him, he's everything I'll ever need. That I'll ever need. And, and, and then the text goes on, and it gives us this picture that says in verse 19, after talking about I need light in my mind and I need softness in my heart, he goes on in verse 20 and says, but that isn't what you learned about Christ. You, you didn't learn to have a dark mind and a hard heart from what you know about Jesus. He taught us the opposite. He taught us that, wait a minute, we're to, we're to be a people that have hearts towards service. We're supposed to have a mind that gives us an attitude towards service. And he says, you didn't learn having a hard heart from Jesus. You didn't learn having a closed and dark mind from Jesus. In verse 21, he says, but since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. And then he says, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Remember where it was at the beginning? A dark mind. You get light inside of a dark mind. You get the light of the world inside that, the same kind of salt that he's talking about. Are you with me? Do you know what I'm talking about? The light that gets into a darkened mind, and it comes in here and says, wow, when this happens, get that nasty hat off and put a new one on. Take off that filthy shirt and put on a new one. But before you do, walk into Christ's world and take a bath. So when you step in those clothes, you're smelling good and you're looking good. And all of a sudden, you're walking good. And you, you walk into the house of the Lord and you think, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. This is the day that I'm going to worship and praise him. Because what happens in our life is we get so hard and our mind gets so dark that we forget he wants the best for you. He doesn't want you to wallow in a dark mind. He doesn't want you to wallow in that. And she says, listen, you've been working in the pig field all day long. You had long britches on and boots, and, and the dirt still got up over your knee. And you're filthy. You got this stuff. You got, you got pig poo all over you. You got messy stuff all over you. It's under your eyes. It's in your ears. 
and you walk into the garage and you just can't walk in, so you get the hose and you start washing all that off. Then you realize, I got to power wash that. And then you get, get, you get clean enough to go in the house, you get in the shower, and all in the bottom of the shower, you got all that dirt and all that junk washing away. And after that, you take a white towel and dry yourself down, and there's no dirt on the white towel. And you look at your nails and think, <laughs> there's nothing there, I scrub them. Because you put off that old and you put on his new. And when you put on his new, what happens in our life is that everything, our private life, our family life, our relational life, our vocational life, our relational life, everything we have now is new. But that's because he, he's enough. You don't have to keep saying, well, you know what, it's just not me. I, that life's just not for me. I, I'm just not... I'm just not ready for that. Okay, but that's a coward's choice. I just want to be honest. That's just a coward's choice. I've been there. I've, I bet everybody in this room has been there somewhere where, where you finally said, but if he's my shepherd and I shall not want, and if this says that I can put on the new him and I can walk on this continuum and I can grow to become more like him, how awesome is that? But then he says... In this passage, he says, after doing that, in verse 23, instead, let the new spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So if we put a body cam on you this week, would we find any time in there that thought that the new nature created like to be like God is truly righteous and holy. Let me tell you something. You put a body cam on me all week this week, you, you know that wasn't me. And you would know I was full of stuff up here. Because you know what? I, I'm just a dude like y'all. And I have seasons where, man, I'm telling you, I live in a pig trough. And I smell like it, and I look like it, and I don't trust God for it, and I don't get in the shower and clean it up, and I walk around, but I put on new clothes and fake it often, don't you? Because I want people to think I'm holy. I want people to think I'm righteous. But the fact is, there are times in my life I, I stepped off the continuum where I grew stagnant. But I want to do this. You know what I've learned this week? It's not that I want to do this. It's, what, it's I want to want to do this. The room gets silent on those, doesn't it? It's like, Chuck, you're supposed to be better than that. I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. And I, I feel like I'm joining fellow pig farmers here. And that's okay, because some of y'all, I need to carry the weight for some of us that aren't. The body comes together with this. Look in verse 25. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to Satan and the devil himself. Turn the Spirit of God loose. Let everything you say be truthful and in love. Am I the only person that is so weirded out in our world? Because all we do is scream at everybody. We scream on social media. We scream on news shows. We, we scream when we call into a sports talk show. And I'm looking at the world and I'm thinking, somewhere along the line, we forgot he is my shepherd and he's going to give me everything I could ever want, but I got to get on his continuum and keep moving. You say, how do I get there and keep moving? You ready? Okay, you're not going to like the answer. Get your hind parts into a group 
where you've got a small group of people between 8 and 20 that you can do life with for about eight weeks studying the Word of God. And I know what some of you are saying, but Chuck, if I do that, they're going to find out I don't know jack about the Bible. Okay, let me be clear. Let's just say there's 500 people in the room right now, 500 people watching online. You know what I'd say? If you get connected with a group, you will get on the continual and you'll move in the right direction. But you could also say, Chuck, I hate groups. I don't like them. I don't like to have to sit there and do prayer requests. I don't like having to tell people my name. Okay, then join my group. I mean, we do groups for people who don't like groups. You know why? Sometimes I don't like groups. But here's what I've learned. You want to get serious, get on the continuum, get in a group. You got this handout today. How many have already thrown it away? Anybody? Because I see them in the trash when y'all go. So. And it kind of breaks my heart, to be honest with you. So would you not throw these away in this trash can? <laughs> Inside this, there are 40-plus groups for an adult to pick. So if you'd say, you know, there's not really anything I like, you're not going to like it if I give you a $100 bill. I mean, I'm just looking at some of these that I think, man, you ought to jump in on this. Like uh, Don Strong has a group at 830. I mean, he's one of the greatest guys on the planet. I mean, I'm looking at like Jeff and Leah Brown. They're doing a class called I Was Broke, Now I'm Not. This is great. I, mean, I want to go to that class. You know, a Freddie Cross playing the guitar over here. Every Thursday night, you can do a Zoom call from wherever you're at. He's got about 15 men every Thursday night doing a Bible study virtually online because he travels and many of those guys do. I, there were just a few more I think were pretty cool. Like Todd Cox is doing an 11 o'clock uh, group on I was broke, I was not. When you look through these, there's a little bit of everything. I mean, I don't know how you would say, I want, I want all the goodness of God. I want to live this holy and righteous, but I got to get going. There's one way you move this way. You don't move this way because you came to a church service. You move this way because you're in a group that loves you and cares for you, and they know all your faults and foils, and you don't have to get together and just sit there and do prayer requests. They get in there and get into something that will help you right where you're at. So I want to do, I want to give you three points, and before we go, I want to give you an opportunity to pick a group. So go ahead and get this out, all right? Even if you're already part of a group, I want you to tell me you're going to that group, all right? Find a pen while I'm chatting for a minute. There's one in the seat back in front of you. If not, do like you do to an airplane when you're going into another country, look four rows by, and, you know, when somebody gets done, pass it up. But here's why I believe this is so important. Not one time have I ever thought that gossip and filth would come out of the God that we have been made in the image of. If we have been made in the image of God, why is it that we still struggle with anger and pettiness and bitterness and deceit. Why do we do that? Well, we, we need to be in a place where we're accountable to growing Christ. And you might say, well, you know, Chuck, I, I like 11 o'clock because sometimes you're funny and usually you say something you shouldn't and I kind of like that. But get in a group where you can do something very real. The key to succeeding and experimenting in, in this powerful change in your life is so simple. It really is a one, two, three. You ready? One, be present. Get in a group now. Get connected to becoming healthy and growing in love. If you can't find a group out of 40, we have 40 plus, we have a problem. Number two, be truthful. Start right now. 
first be truthful with yourself. Uh, Jenny and I have mirrors in the, in the bathroom, and if I get close enough to it, I only get to see this part up. And outside of this and these, and, you know, my ears are like, they're falling. Like, everyone have the biggest ear, ears known to man when I'm 60. And that's all I see. But now, if I go and keep backing up, I see, I see from here up. And it's like, mm. And then when somebody takes a picture of me on the stage, you know, and they catch me from the side, it's like, bless the Lord. I mean, when he has that baby, he's going to feel so much better. We all have to get truthful first with ourselves, and then we can be healthy enough to be truthful in love with others. But let's start with ourselves. And number three, let's be together. Let's grow healthy and love together with a regular engagement in a small group. And I promise you, some of y'all are sitting here saying, I am not doing it, but I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give you about three minutes. Look through this, pick one. Now, let me tell you what to do. You can register on the app. If the Wi-Fi is slammed, just turn it off for a second. It won't cost you about 30 cents worth of data to do this, right? Pick a group. Or if you want to, use that card in the seat back, pull it out, write the number of the group or the leader of the group, put your name and email or text so that we can, we can communicate with you. Or we can leave here and go right outside, and there's a table where you can register and know a little bit more about them. And you say, Chuck, you mean to tell me that you have spent this entire time to tell us that we need to grow in Christ, and the best way to grow in Christ is to get in a group. And what I'm saying is, absolutely. Well, Chuck, was it absolutely worth it to spend a Sunday to be able to do that? Well, if you do it, it's totally worth it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, take the pen, pick it, and I'm going to give you a couple of minutes. Do a little something, Zach, so we can have a little something going on. write it down and leave is to write it down to the minute we're going to do something with it. It's okay, y'all can talk. Like, you think we should go to that one? No, they're weird. Well, should we go there? Poof, that might be further than I want to drive. Wow, they're going to do one on marriage? Bailing out on that. Finances? Yeah, I'm in. If we go to Chuck's group, he doesn't really like people, so this will be awesome. We'll just jump into the study and never have to tell our name. I'm for the people that don't like groups. Anybody in here saying, I ain't doing it no matter what? I mean, it's okay if you tell me that. I'm not doing it right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Then just register for my class because I'll break you from it somehow. I really will. It'll be like, here, you teach this week. All right, we got them. So if you pick one, would you would you hold up the the, the flyer? Just hold it if you've got pick one. Yeah, y'all do better than 9:30. Yeah, good. Way to go. I'm excited about that. So here, I want to pray for you. We're gonna do just the little 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 chorus of do it again, right? Yeah, is that right with you? Is that what we're supposed to do? Is that what we're supposed to do? Okay, awesome. I gotta get in on these planning sessions. Lord, speak truth and love into these folks online and in the room. Cause our heart to stir that we want to get on that continuum. We want to take steps toward you every day. And Lord, the best way for us to do that is to know you more, 
to know you more is to grow to be more like you. And the, the more we grow to be more like you, the closer to you we get. And so in that mind, even so, Lord Jesus, come, we want to be with you. Lord, cause all of our hearts to be softened and let our dark minds become enlightened because of your presence in us that we might love the Lord our God with our heart, our mind, and our soul. And I pray that in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I know it's late. Come on, let's worship for just a second. We'll send it out. Seen you move. Come on, church. You move the mountain. Come on, church. And I believe I'll see you to it again. Made a way where there was no way. I love that. I believe I'll see you to it Man, again. See you move. You I mean, don't move you want that to happen? I want that to happen. Come on, Lord Jesus. Just do it again. I trust you. I love you. I'm with you. I want to rest in you. Hey, listen, as you leave today, know this, the Lord loves you. And I want you to grasp this beautiful thought today. I want you to hear this one thing. In the eyes of your creator, the divine Father God, God the Son, God the Spirit, he says, you are more than worthy of all of his affection because he loves you so. Let's get on this continuum and grow. I plead with you, let's get on this continuum and grow. God bless you, friends. Go in peace.